As successful as the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been, not every project under that umbrella has reached the screen in the form that was originally imagined, and not everything has landed in a way that pleased the eager Marvel fanbase. I'm Kim Horcher, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for September 29th, the day that the Inhumans arrived on our screens in 2017. Originally imagined as a movie for Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Inhumans took a long time to reach its destinations. At the same time The Inhumans was being considered for a coveted slot in the Marvel movie schedule, Marvel was also launching a number of streaming series on Netflix that, according to publicity at the time, were very much part of the MCU. At the same time, on the Disney-owned ABC network, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was thriving, and Agent Carter had recently completed its two-season run. ABC was eager for another Marvel series to take the place of Agent Carter. But surely, The Inhumans was something that would make far too many demands on a network television budget. The story concerns a royal family of super-powered beings and members of their trusted inner circle who suddenly find themselves on the run from an insurrection within their own ranks in the city of Adelan, located on the moon. They seek refuge on present-day Earth, where their superpowers tend to put them even more at odds with those around them. Even a glimpse of a city on the moon was going to be pricey for a TV budget. But even once the story is set largely on present-day Earth, you have a superhero team that includes a giant teleporting bulldog. However you sliced it, the Inhumans would take an incredible toll on the budget for a network television show. Fortunately, someone else offered to foot the bill. With the Marvel Cinematic Universe riding high and the Inhumans headed to the small screen, the bottom line was always going to be in play. Luckily for Marvel's latest foray into primetime network TV, IMAX was interested in giving the Inhumans a theatrical premiere in the IMAX format. A deal was struck so that the two-part premiere episode was bankrolled almost entirely by IMAX rather than Disney or Marvel. What IMAX got out of it was an exclusive window for a big-screen debut for the two-hour series opener. Since Marvel was effectively spending someone else's money, suddenly the city on the moon and a teleporting bulldog were no big deal. And the two-part origin story was shot in Hawaii with IMAX cameras. Later episodes were more modest in scope, and go figure, Lockjaw the teleporting bulldog made fewer appearances as the series went on. The arrival of the Inhuman royal family was hardly a surprise either. Knowing that some kind of Inhumans project was in the MCU pipeline ahead of time, the writers of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. began seeding the idea of the Inhumans into their second and third season episodes. As well as the plot element of Terrigen, the substance that awoke the Inhumans' powers. And it was an origin story that, while it stayed true to the Inhumans' original comic appearances in some respects, had to differ from their comic debut in other important ways. The Inhumans made their first comic appearances in 1965 with the Fantastic Four, whose movies and TV rights were not in Disney's hands at the time. The two-hour premiere happens almost in isolation from the rest of the MCU. And that may have suited some Marvel fans just fine, because the reception to the Inhumans' short run on television wasn't exactly a friendly one. 
Some critics even claimed that this was the MCU's first major misfire. The unfavorable word of mouth even hit IMAX in the wallet, and the Inhumans were not renewed after its eight-episode first season. There have been hints of a revival from time to time, including Anson Mount reprising the role of Black Bolt in a cameo in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But for now, it seems the Inhumans have hitched a ride with Lockjaw and teleported away from the public eye. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for September 29th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.